Cheers. Hey guys. Hello everybody. Welcome back to Okay Mary podcast featuring Sab <laughs> and M. We're back Those with two. another episode and we're spilling the tea or I guess <clears throat> I'm spilling tea. She's spilling all her tea. This is a highly Blech. requested <laughs> very thought after <laughs> subject. Yeah, that a lot of people have been wanting to hear. Sure is. And we are here <laughs> to tell you everything. And we're ready to spill, or again, I'm ready to spill the tea. Um, but I do want to preface. Preface. I'm going to preface because my ADHD is going to send me on a frenzy. What we're going to do is Emily's going to ask me questions. I'm going to do my best to answer them very um, precisely. And then if there's anything extra I feel that needs to be said, we'll say I'll say it at the end. But for right now, so I don't go off into a billion different tangents, I'm going to have Emily, the organized one of the group, <laughs> keep me on track. <clears throat> and yeah, so here we go. Also, also, I will not be naming specific names, companies. Um, I will only be... Ex- explaining i guess my own experience okay my own situations mm-hmm. um but do what do what you want with this information i am not here to talk poorly about anyone or an organization i'm really just here to share my experience because it was a life experience that i experienced and i feel uh. like <laughs> oh that was so loud <laughs> everybody that has life experience so everyone living has a right to share their story yes and yeah you can't stop someone from sharing their story no yep so here we go here we go okay so what i want to know first is do you want to give like a little backstory like how you were interested into real or where you started with real estate how you got interested into it yeah and one of my questions is do you have to go into a is it called a brokerage yeah do you have to go into a brokerage yeah yeah okay all new real estate Mm -hmm. agents need to go into a brokerage yeah so if you're an agent you have to hang your license at a brokerage okay yeah but you're still an independent contractor you're not employed by anyone but you have to hang your license under a brokerage unless you get your broker's license then you i mean i guess you're your own brokerage at that point right um but yes so you you hang your license at a brokerage um my background with real estate, I mean, since I was young, my parents have always been really into homes. Uh, neither of them are real estate agents. Mm-hmm. But I did have a lot of family members, like aunties, uncles, that were in real estate. And luxury real estate, for that matter. So I became really in love with luxury homes and luxury real estate. 
Then my parents, they sold, my dad built a house when I was like 11 and we lived there like throughout my teenage years and it was an amazing home. And then when we sold it, we had a really sweet real estate agent. Her name was Joey. And I was 15 at the time when we first tried to sell the home and then it didn't work out. Then we tried to sell it again. Anyway, Joey would always mention to my mom like, oh, like, what does Sabrina want to do after high school? I'd love for her to come work with me. She'd be so good at real estate. She'd always put that in like my mom's head and my mom would mention it too. But at that time I was like, no, computer science, computer science. I want to be a web designer. I want to go to college. Um, I did not entertain real estate, but I had that kind of like in the back of my mind. Then I went to college. <laughs> I did all that, did all, did my degree, and then I was working at Mana, and I loved it. Um, but after I graduated, I saw just like no growth where I was in my position, even though I loved it. I was like, well, I want something bigger. I want something more. I came to a place where I was like, I realized my personality, I hate being an employee. I don't like asking somebody else what I can do with my time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because my family lives on the mainland it just didn't make sense to me to have to be like oh um boss can I go visit my family from this state to this state and they're like hmm, let me let you know I just don't like that yeah and I just wanted freedom with my time and I wanted to be able to make a certain amount of income where I could be living comfortably but also like help those around me okay um so I got to a point after college when I told myself it was like a year after college and I'm like what am I doing I, I'm happy in my job but I also see no growth and I want growth in my life my friend Maddie she was um she got her just recently got her real estate license and was just finishing up her first transaction and we were texting and I was like Maddie I don't know what to do with my life and she's like Sabrina real estate you'd be so good at it and I was like that's weird like you know it's been kind of in my mind mm-hmm. but not And then my parents mentioned it a couple months prior Mm -hmm. to that. I was going through like this crisis. And so um, we met up at Starbucks one day. She basically convinced me. And that's how it started. So I got convinced by her like vetting for the brokerage she was at and their training. And so then I just started studying, took my test, got my license, and then uh, started real estate. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So at what point... How far in, let me say, did you start getting mixed feelings and you started not loving it as much? So this is interesting. So when I really started, I started as an individual agent. Okay. And um, I would say it was August. Yeah, it was August. August 2019? August 2019. And I started on my own and I realized damn, this is hard. Like, you really have to compete with two to 3,000 agents. There's, like, that many agents on the island. There's so many agents. So it's really competitive. Okay, what do you mean you have to compete with them? Well, I wouldn't say compete maybe is a negative word. Um, It's just that, you know, if you need a service, right? Let's say you want to go get your eyebrows done. But there's 3,000 places on the island to get your eyebrows done. Right. A lot of them are different. But you're probably going to come across the first person... I mean, there's a lot. It's saturated. It's okay. really, really saturated. There's a lot to choose from. Um, so I, I'm young. And that was one of the trials that I had is being young. People didn't respect me. Other agents didn't respect me. Um, people would walk into your open houses and old men would, like, try and test you because they, like, get off on, like, this feeling of superiority. 
and uh, it was just really discouraging being young in the industry. Um, but I think it's also an advantage. I guess that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay on track. But I would say within like a couple months of trying to market myself, the first, I guess, quote unquote, client I had or interest from someone was just like this psycho. He was like this old man. And he would just like call me and talk for forever. And I was really trying to help him find this certain type of property. And he ended up just starting texting me like really creepy stuff. And I was like, this is so lame. Like I just worked for no reason. And I feel like really violated. So then after that, I was like, you know what? I just, I don't know. I'm not enjoying this yet. And then my mom's like, be patient. Like it takes you a while. And I was like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. Like I'm not liking this. I don't like that whole sales mindset. I don't want to sell myself. I feel like um, the brokerage I was at, like they made a lot of broken promises. I didn't have the support that I was promised. Mm -hmm. And I was just really confused and really, really lost. So I started to kind of give up and then I was approached um, about like November-ish by a team with another brokerage. The team leader had actually met me at an open house and she apparently, I guess, was like impressed by my workwomanship or something, Mm -hmm. the way I acted at the open house. So she wanted to get to know me and basically recruit me for the team. At this point in my life, like right before that happened, I felt lost AF. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know what I meant to do. I don't know what I'm going to do to make money. Mm-hmm. And I just want a life change. So I kind of decided to let go completely. Like, you know how I have this tattooed on my body in Farsi. It says, let go and let God. And... I think that was the first time in my life I like genuinely, I was like, I am letting go complete, completely. And I'm going to humble myself down to like the very, very depths of the Mm -hmm. bottom. So I was like, I'm going to open myself up to any opportunity that comes and hope it's just God's way of setting me down the path that he wants me to go. So I was approached by this team. We'll get more into that whole experience of the team, but... When I signed on with the team, it was actually on my birthday, December 6th. I went full throttle into real estate January. I was getting, I was starting to really question the future of what I wanted in real estate in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So five to five, six months six later, months. then I was pretty much dying forcing myself to continue doing something i 100 percent didn't agree with yeah and then it was september i like checked out completely and then october i dropped it all and i said no more i'm not doing it anymore yeah so at first it was like a two-month thing when i was an individual agent and then it happened again yeah because i gave it another shot and then it happened again i was just worn out so you think either way if you had not joined the brokerage, you still would have ended up quitting and not doing. You know, I think about this a lot because a lot of people ask me this. Um, I have to say my my second experience, um, you know, because honestly I can admit that when I was an individual agent, I didn't give myself enough time to learn. I didn't give myself enough time to understand if I liked it as mm-hmm. an individual agent. So it's hard <clears> to say. But for my second experience, that 
ruined my idea of real estate. It ruined my respect for real estate agents. It ruined my my whole perception of real estate sales as a whole in its entirety. Um, so that really makes me believe that because of my experience there, if I hadn't experienced that, I probably would have like come into counter with those type of real estate agents yes. later down the road. Yeah. So later down the road, I would be worn out. But I can tell you honestly, um, if any real estate agent tells you, oh, I don't do it for the money. I do it to help people. They're lying. No one gets into real estate because they're like, I'm doing it for... You would not have 3,000 agents on this island if they're making $2,000 a check. They're making like upwards of 30 to 40 grand a check. And like their, no, their median check is like 15 grand because like median sales price on this, we just watched on the news, median sales price on this island for a single family home is $920,000. We saw that 30 minutes before we were filming this. Um, But the lowest price thing you could buy here is like $250,000. And that's like a median sales price anywhere else. So just a like most common average condo price that you're gonna buy on this island is considered luxury on the mainland. So real estate agents are making good money unless you're on a team. (laughs) So see, I went off my I no, got it's okay. distracted. It's okay. What were we talking about before? I no, said that? that was great. That was a great segue. What was my I next... talking about though? <clears throat> we're talking <laughs> original the original question is like how long did it take you to get kind of turned off? But what was after that? <laughs> you said something after that. My ADHD was so sorry. Um um, but yes, okay, sorry. I did that thing again where I lost my train of thought and I went on to another thought. <laughs> Good thing I have therapy today. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, um, if it wasn't for that experience, I think I would have experienced that later. Down the road. Down the road. Um, but I do know, had I continued being an individual agent, for the amount of transactions that I did from my own sphere... So I didn't need any sort of lead source right. to get me the clientele that I had done. Um, if I had just worked those, I would have been substantially a lot happier. Mm-hmm. I would have made a significant financial um, income that would suffice for my dreams and my goals. And I would also allow, allow me the time that I had initially wanted for my life had I done it individually. So... Oh, okay. So my next question is, so what is the reason people join a brokerage? Is it only for clients? No, actually, so majority of brokerages don't give you leads. Lead, lead, lead. Sorry, leads. Um, Or clients, yeah. They won't. They don't give it to you, um, but they like a team so i joined the team because they promised like a certain like lead pool they also promised like a certain income and a training they promised <laughs> a lot of things that didn't come through but um that's why a lot of people join a team is because they get help um people join a brokerage <laughs> i like to say support and the commission cut so support and the commission cut are like from every real estate agent I've ever talked to, those are their two primary um, non-negotiables is they need to see how much are they going to take out of each commission check mm-hmm. and for how much they're taking out of each check, how much support are you getting? So right. if you're working at a brokerage where they're taking 50% of your check, but you're literally like your broker is like in Mexico all the time and never answers their phone and can't sign your contracts, 
why the hell would you be with them, right. you know? And opposed to brokers that's maybe <clears throat> taking like 10, 15, 20%, and then the broker's there to help you whenever you have questions. So um, it's really, really important if anyone listening to this is looking to become a real estate agent. I'm not trying to scare anybody away from it. You gotta know um, the facts, though. Yeah, you gotta know the facts. So I highly, highly, strongly recommend that you interview every single brokerage on the island or wherever you're at. Interview every brokerage. Don't just take one person's word. Um, Definitely interview because they need you. They need you. It's so competitive. Brokerages are competing against each other to be number one. Mm -hmm. And they make money off you. At the end of the day, nobody's paying you. You're paying them. You are paying your brokerage. You are paying your team leader. You are an independent contractor. So be choosy about who you choose, and you interview them. They don't interview you. you. And I think that's the wrong mindset I had going in. I thought I was getting interviewed. I thought someone who wanted me, I was lucky. And I realized, no, like I am the asset. I need to find something that's going to support what I deserve and the kind of work that I put in. So, yeah. Would it be too much to ask how much... I mean, a percent. No, oh. how much percentage <laughs> they took from you? <laughs> okay, so the first brokerage I was at, um, th- when I was an individual agent. Okay. I didn't have to pay anyone besides the brokerage. Their split was sixty forty. I would get sixty, they would get forty, which is um, significantly really high if you were to compare it to other brokerages. But I just said okay because I didn't know. And then I went in, after I finished my training. I realized that training was super half half ass. Yeah. Um, they say it's like the best training, and I'm like, no, it isn't. Like you would touch up on one subject subject, but wouldn't finish it because you had to stay within the time. And there was no help at all. So to me, that wasn't worth it. The second brokerage I was with, um, I had to pay additional because I was on a team. So I was on a team that was within the brokerage. So not only am I paying a certain cut to the brokerage. I'm paying a certain cut to the team leaders. And I would say um, at the end, you know, on the contract, it says, you know, we're going to take. Oh, God. So it's different for every lead. It's a different cut for every lead. But I will let you know that even someone from your own sphere, like Emily, if you wanted to buy a house, if my mom wanted to buy a house, the cut, the percentage at the end of the day that they took before you have to pay your taxes is so high that it makes absolutely zero sense and the reason it makes zero sense and um you know i say this with a lot of love but this is seriously something that needs to be said is if you're gonna model a team model based off of other teams around the country and other Mm -hmm. real estate brokerages where that agent is making that certain percentage yet all they do is negotiate and Mm -hmm. they leverage every other aspect of being an agent then it makes sense i was fully operating every transaction except for when it went into escrow so when it went into escrow i had a transaction manager Mm -hmm. that is the only leverage i received the team would say otherwise I did 20 transactions with this team, and I can tell you I had no leverage. The only time that I had for myself was when I literally decided I'm done. I'm yeah. completely done. Yeah. And I broke all the records. I did so much work. I overworked, and it still wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, this is so toxic. This is not right. This is not life. Um, 
it it just made it made no sense now the the percentage would have made sense if all i was doing was negotiating but i literally i would have to find the lead nurture the lead convert the lead have the buyer's consultation with them get them to sign the buyers whatever find the houses for them do the searches for them nurture them take them on showings put write the contract put it into escrow do all of that and when i got on the team the the concept was that I wouldn't have to do everything, that I would have so much help. Um, and honestly, I have to say the transaction manager was the best. She was the best. I swear she was like born to do this job because she's just so good at it. Mm-hmm. She was the biggest help that it makes me sad that I paid <laughs> that team so much. Um, but she's really the one that was keeping track of everything in escrow. So I think if you're an individual agent, the best thing you can do to leverage your time and uh, your business is to have a transaction manager, transaction coordinator to help you once the transaction's in escrow so that you can focus on getting more leads, getting more clients and putting them into escrow. Right. That is definitely a winning, like a winning, um, what's the word? I don't know the word, but like a winning program of how to be okay. a successful real estate agent. Right. But I realized that I was like, why am I paying this team so much when literally all I need is Jenny? Right. Um, they gave some, you know, I had questions. They would give insight, but I don't feel as though I gained a lot from that insight. Um, it's it just, there's so much more I could say, but I'll let you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy yeah and i just have to say it was a very very dark time yeah so i don't want people out here judging or like i'm sure there are people that are probably listening to this that are colleagues or old colleagues were probably on the team because a lot of them have asked me and um i just don't want anyone to think that i'm speaking negatively i'm just speaking from experience it was one of the darkest times of my entire life and from the outside, things don't look as those as they seem. So a lot of people will look at these organizations and think they do a lot and they're amazing, but things are not always as they seem. Well, yeah, and that goes for a lot of different. A lot of different organizations, yeah, companies, companies, things companies in life. religions, yeah, so much. So I really feel like it needs to be said to like keep your mind open and know that I'm not being negative. It's really based off experience, and it. I'm a genuinely. I'm a very happy person. Yeah. I'm very empathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm kind, and I literally see the best in people, and that's why I'll stay in toxic relationships for a very long time. It's because I see the best in people. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to feel pretty ruined, mm-hmm. and that was one of the darkest times of my life, and I felt just um, so many emotions, right. so much confusion betrayal heartbreak Mm -hmm. um a lot of it and it's funny because it wasn't like a relationship it wasn't like love it was it was um a business relationship that was fabricated to me as like a caring familial relationship Mm -hmm. and that's not what it was so I just feel like I have to keep saying that because I know there might be people who are thinking very judgmentally of the way I'm talking about my experience saying that I'm being negative but I'm really not I'm just sharing like the reality of reality what it is and there's still going to be people that deny what I'm saying is true but I tell them okay I hope that you go do the same thing I did and you'll you'll see that I am 100% right yeah 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 that's crazy yeah 
Um, let's see what else did I want to ask. <clears throat> I did want to point out, like, looking at, looking at, like, your social media, your real estate <laughs> social media, yeah. just all of that in general. Yeah. We see, like, the lavish prizes yeah. and gifts and yeah. party. Mm-hmm. Did I say prizes? <laughs> I don't know I what mean, I meant by prizes, but. That's something, too. Like, the parties and on the outside looking in, it's like, wow, this real estate life looks so fun. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like that's a big reason I've been feeling really convicted and moved to talk about this is because I am someone that likes to preach to not fabricate your life on social media. And there I was fabricating my life on social media. Um... And I think it's really easy to do, especially when you're in a sales position. I'm think like they really instilled a mindset in me that like I will always be lead generating, no matter what I'm doing. Lead generate. When you have a conversation with someone, you meet at a restaurant. Lead generate. Look at everyone as if they're going to become a client. Wait, I'm sorry. Lead generate. Yeah, lead generate is like lead generate. Yeah. Oh, got so, like, you. Let's say like you and I just met. Or, I thought you were saying lead generate, like degenerate or lead. Oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Like, lead generate, like, let's say um, I was meeting you for the first time and, like, we went to a bar or whatever and I just started asking you questions about, like, real estate and homes because in my my intent was to turn you into my client or convince you to buy a house or encourage you to buy a house. And I just don't like that mindset. I maybe blame my millennialism, blame me being young, but me calling people and trying to convince them to buy a house and literally not hanging up after they say no and having to push them to say no five times before they say yes i'm just like this is just so gross like this oh reminds me of okay i remember i remember you telling me about yeah, this you I had to hate, call people and I ask hate them it. it's so stupid and they're like it's a proven method and everyone says it's a proven method like okay great but i can tell you someone be calling me and i know where they're coming from what real estate agency they're at and I say no, and they literally cannot get off the phone with me. I know that the only reason they call me is not because they care, not because they wanna help. They, they want look at check. me as dollar signs. They want that they check. They just want that check, and they don't care. Um, so, yeah, social media, that's interesting because I did wanna say I was shocked and quite honestly pretty flattered, and I felt like a sense of just validation so the one thing i did feel like i did right on social media is how i felt about my clients Mm -hmm. um what i would write in like the comment section when i would post like a my client you know buying a home buying a home Mm -hmm. like i felt like i genuinely connected with a lot of my clients and they're like lifelong friends now and um they were really really sweet a lot of them weren't (laughs) but uh a lot of them that did close like are really really special to me and I you know you really don't realize how many people on social media are watching you and following you and rooting for you because if you think about it not everyone is gonna be like messaging you all the time saying like I'm so proud of you and I watch you and I look up to you um, and I know that to be true because I do that with a lot of women on social media. Like, I watch them, I root for them. I'll yeah. watch their stories and I'll be like, nice, that's awesome. Or like, oh, she looks so good or she's doing so good, wow. But I don't message them that. Yeah. Um, and I'll keep up with their life. And if something changes, I'm like, oh my God, what? You know? Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's what a lot of people was wondering, like, 
when you stopped real estate and they're like, wait, Sabrina's not doing real estate. Wait, Sabrina left that company. Yeah, wait. Yeah. yeah. So when I, I made a very, very light story. Like I posted a story on my realtor page. Mm-hmm. And it was like a month or two after I already told that company, I was like, I'm leaving. This makes no sense. I hate real estate. <laughs> and um, I said like, I guess like people can maybe hear it in the tone of my voice. I don't know. I was like, hi guys. Like, I just wanted to let you all know. Um, I'm actually gonna be suspending this account. I'm leaving real estate um, for a lot of reasons. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. I don't even remember the story exactly, mm-hmm. but it was very short. And I got hundreds of messages from realtors on the mainland, random people on the mainland, people on the island, young girls like younger than me saying that they want to become a real estate agent because of me, that they looked up to me, they were going to hire me. And then uh, it was cool to see like older agents, mm-hmm. and agents on the mainland being like, we were following you mm-hmm. because we wanted to see how you operate. Like you're doing so well. You're so successful. And it felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, like, really grateful for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. is like, I literally couldn't live like that because I wanted to say to those hundreds of people that were messaging me, I wanted to be, tell them the truth. Be like, I hated my life. Yeah. Don't believe everything you see. Real estate sucks. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I would never say that now. I mean, I was really emotional saying real estate sucks. Don't mm-hmm. do it. I never said that. Um, but I did think that. I do still think that it does take a special type of person to do it. Um, Maybe you just weren't that person. I am not that person. I was really good at it. I was very good. That's how I broke all those records. And I didn't need to lead generate to get clients. I was just myself. I went on my personal social media and I was myself and I got clients and people wanted to work with me. So I was happy operating like that, but it just was never enough. So I became very, very unhappy um so yeah that's I think it's just like a good testament to say like don't believe everything you see on social media because on social media I looked like I loved it I even wrote the words I love what I do I love it like look at this fancy party they're taking me to look at this luxury like life that I'm living but it's all it's just all so fake like (sighs) sorry not to be negative but at the end of the day it's a tax write-off you know and it's a it's a way to make yourself look superior it's a way to make yourself look more successful Mm -hmm. um to show people like you're doing well example my auntie my mom's best friend she's a very successful luxury agent in LA and my mom would say and my dad would always talk about like Sabrina when you start real estate you need to have a super nice car you need to have a nice bag you need nice clothes because people look at you and they see you're successful and they trust you and she even said that herself she's like oh yeah even when I wasn't making money I was walking around like with my Mercedes keys and my Louis Vuitton bag because I knew that's the only way people would know that I'm successful and they would trust me. So it's all just a look. It's a look. It's not, you know, the parties, it's a look. Um, I appreciated them. I had fun. But then I kind of woke up and I was like, I'm paying for this party. For how much money, like, I worked my ass off. Like, literally hardest I've ever worked in my life and worked so hard and still feeling like it's never enough. And giving just so much money away. I strongly believe no one that doesn't agree with me is listening to this. But if they are saying this out of love, um, 
the, the money was not worth it. How much I paid was not even worth it. I don't even think half of what I paid was worth it. Because wow. so try to renegotiate mm-hmm. to give them an opportunity. Um, and it still was just like fed behind a lot of lies and nonsensical. There's a lot more receipts I can bring up yeah. and like make more sense of this. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't sound like I'm just talking shit because I feel like if I don't explain exactly the conversations we've had, it just sounds like I'm talking shit. But I'm not. <laughs> and if anyone listening this far in wants more information, you can contact me directly uh, about those specific conversations. But um, as far as I can say right now, if you trust me, if you don't trust me, then beats me. It doesn't matter. I'm sure um, if they're listening to this, Yeah, they trust, they trust you. If you trust me, just know that um, if you want to be a real estate agent and you are approached by a team or you decide to get on a team, do your research and then quantify how much you're paying them because you're that's paying crazy. them is that's it crazy. worth it is it worth that's it? crazy yeah so let's let's take a mental health check yeah you look at yourself back in september mm-hmm. and you look at yourself now oh my gosh what's the like, what's the change i would say night and day the change as far as mental health is like i i would say oh i've learned i'm no longer doing things for other people and I grew up a people pleaser um and I'm going therapy for that um so I let people walk over me all the time people walked all over me I was bullied since I can even remember since I could walk and um something my therapist said the other week she's like you know people who are like actively bullied in their you know childhood um they either go two ways they either start hating everyone and they shoot up a school or they become in a phase where like, I just want to be liked, so I'm going to people please everyone. So that's how I was in every job I was in, is I would overachieve, I would overwork, I would do stuff for free, and I would just kind of be like a puppy dog with like big googly eyes, mm-hmm. just looking at everyone like they're amazing, mm-hmm. and trusting everyone. And something I learned was like, no, I am my own woman, I am my own person, mm-hmm. Um, I'm smart and I have a lot to offer and my life is just as important as these people's lives so why am I living it for them and not for me Mm -hmm. and that's the one great thing I think I took from this experience is like you'll never find me in a job that I hate and that's why anytime my friends come to me like oh I'm not happy I'm not happy I'm like leave nothing is worth your mental health no your life is just as important as theirs and I think remembering that and telling yourself that that you know if you're gonna work your ass off for how much I worked oh my god I did not have a day off until I decided to quit like even the one trip I took I took one trip I didn't see my family for a year I took a two-day trip to Lanai and I was still working the whole time so the thing is I was never ever off they never let you feel like you could be off it was the absolute worst but I think just think to yourself if you can work that hard for somebody else's dream imagine what you would do for your own dream yep if you could if your like body and your mind could actually withstand that long period of time yeah like imagine what you could do for yourself so i took that mindset and i was like shoots that's what i'm gonna do and that's what i've been doing and i'm so happy about it and i'm just finally feel like i'm right where god wanted me to be perfect and yeah i feel like god put me through that experience to be like sabrina so i'm gonna get in shape you need to 
wake up and stop being a pushover and stop being a little bitch. Or he's not saying that that to me. But it definitely was a pushover. And I I think it's good to see the best in everyone. But sometimes it's just toxic. Like, how can you see the best in a dictator? Like, how can you see the best in Kim Jong-un? Or Donald Trump. Like, you can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you try to, just be toxic. Because then mm-hmm. you're just allowing these people to behave the way they do. And I just realized, like, I was I was allowing it. I was doing it to myself. Because I let them do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to let someone treat me a certain way anymore. Yeah. So it's definitely been a big night and day. I feel like I grew up substantially. That's so good. And yeah. I, yeah, I feel like... If you, I heard the quote, I've probably said this already on the podcast, but it's like, if you find something you love, then you won't work a day in your life. If you find a job you love, you won't work a day in your life. And that's just like the goal. I feel like all of us need to find something that we're in love with. Yeah. Because if you're literally in a job that you hate, like, what's the point? Yeah, so here's an example. Like, lately, you know, I've been working on my companies and I've been realizing I've been putting a lot of time into it, but I still say I'm not working. Like, like I don't call it working. So that actually makes a lot of sense. But I'm working a lot. Like, I'm always on my computer, and I'm always designing, and I'm always trying to get it started. But to me, it's not like I'm working. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my hobby. This is something I'm doing for me. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, that's definitely an accurate quote. And, you know, I did hear something once that says, said along the lines of like people say that you won't work a day in life you love what you're doing um you'll actually work harder and you'll work more but it's for you for so yourself. it's different and you'll love it yeah. yeah and not for somebody else yeah. or anything like that so yeah yeah so that's important <laughs> it's very important so if you're I, there's definitely a lot more i can say but i can't even think right now i'm sure when i'm editing this podcast i'm gonna be like dang it Bang it all. Um, do you have any more questions? Let's see. Oh, I have... Okay, so just to wrap it up, I guess. What was the final straw? Like, what was the last thing that happened and you're just like, okay, I'm done? Do you remember what that was for you? Yeah. Um, it was a toxic client. It was a client. So I... Actually, it was a mix. So... While all of this was happening and I was trying to renegotiate with my um, team leaders, I was also in a really bad transaction with this super toxic client that would literally pull shit out of his ass and like almost blackmail and gaslight to like get Get something he wanted. Yeah. And for me, I'm just like, like, if a lender made a mistake, for example, it has nothing to do with me. Like, that's on the lender. Mm-hmm. But lenders, it doesn't matter to them. They're not going to, like, pay for your closing costs to settle the deal. When a client's mad, they come straight to me. And I, like, take yeah. the blame for everything. Right. So I was like, oh, how can I fix this? So, like, I would always just, like, add more and more to people's closing costs. And I would end up just working for free for a lot of transactions. At the end of the day, I'm like, if you saw the size of my checks, I literally can't live. Like, each of my checks for, like, a $15,000, what could have been a $15,000 check, I was making $2,000, that's two months of work. And I'm like, that's not livable. My rent is $2,600, $2,700. Like, I can't 
live like this. Mm-hmm. And I kept giving money away. I'm like, I'm literally working for free. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. I did. I closed 18 transactions. I think I opened like 20 something and I closed 18 ish. And I made less than I made snorkeling on a boat. Oh, before man. even Mana, when I was in college, I was working three days a week snorkeling on Kyle Eoli, and I made more money that year than I did slaving away in the real estate world, actually running the transactions from beginning to end. The only help I had was the transaction coordinator. So to me, I was like, this is ridiculous. And I got to a point where I was like, you suck, dude. Like, you are a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend at the time in the business who was like, you need to stop being so emotional. Like, you just have to take it and do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't have to. I don't have to and I'm not going to. I am going to let it affect me because it's teaching me that people can't be like this and I'm not going to let them be like this. And if people want to be like this in this business, then this business isn't for me because I don't want to be involved with people that are shitty like this. Yeah. So So it was a client. It was the client and the fact that when I was negotiating with my team leaders, they were, I felt like I was almost being schmoozed at the same time being lied mm-hmm. lied to. Um, when I decided to quit, um, I did not, everything I'm saying right now really wasn't told. I couldn't find it in my heart to say it to their face. Um, even though I felt very betrayed and wronged, like I still just told them, you know what, like I just want to. Um, leave because I don't like real estate I really just wanted to like protect the relationship mm-hmm. um, not even protect the relationship because I don't talk to them at all this minute I left we haven't spoken but I just didn't for me it's just easier to not have any negativity in the air yeah. I felt so many negative emotions towards them mm-hmm. um, yet I was like it doesn't need to be said is it going to serve me for them to know how I feel about them I think that's really no. important yeah. I think that's really important because it's not going to change them yeah no and I think it's I not. knew that and I think I would have shared with them how I felt had I thought like this would help them mm-hmm. turn around. But they've been doing this with every, I guess you could say, employee they've had for the last five, six years. Yeah. Like, they're not going to change. So what's it even matter? Right. Um, so it was that along with that bad client. I was like, this is just not for me. This is the last straw. I'm done. I'm not doing it. It makes absolutely no sense. And um, I have savings. So I told myself, you know what, I'm just going to live off my savings and work on my mental health because y'all really fucked me up and this is my life and I'm young, 23, I don't need to be feeling like this. Screw all you, I'm going to go live my life, I don't live my life for you and I'm not your slave and you're not even paying me, I'm paying you, the clients, you're not paying me, the house that you're buying, the sellers are paying me and you're still asking me to come out of pocket to pay you when I'm literally a struggling 23 year old who literally can't even pay my rent because I'm overworking and tired, exhausted, mentally ill from this toxic place that's just shoving fake false positivity up your ass and literally making no money and looking on every check, watching that money just disappear for what? And I was like, this is just not worth it at all. So it was just all so toxic. It was so backwards. It was so mixed up. And I'm a very analytical, logical person. So when I would look at numbers and logic, I was like, this literally doesn't make sense. And no. I would tell them, I'd be like, how does this make sense to you? They're yeah. like, well, this, this, this. And I'm like, what? No. No. It makes sense to them because they're the one pocketing everything. Yeah. yeah. People really will only see what serves them. And it's really unfortunate. But I was like, you know what? I did my best. I gave them like two months. Yeah. And we really tried to make it work. But like, I was like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I literally cannot do this. I just yeah. feel like you think I'm so stupid 
that I don't have brains enough to understand what's going on here. It's capitalism. Yeah. And then I was like, and I remember I talked to um, Jacob about it. Jacob's like, Sabrina, what do you expect? They're business owners. They're literally in sales and they're in real estate. What did you expect? And I was like, good point. Like, that just made me wake up. I was like, thank you for saying that because he's like, of course I'm right. I was like, yeah, you're totally right because it's just like their job is literally sales. Is literally, just like think about sleazy car salesmen. I'm sorry, but real estate agents low-key are like pretty similar to that like if any job where you could like negotiate someone's Mm -hmm. price for their service yeah they're always gonna pull things out of their butt to like try and you know and i think it all stems from like who decided that real estate agents make this much right like who decided who literally who decided who because it's like there's a lot of transactions that like require a lot of work that i'm like oh yeah it's definitely worth like a big check but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm like, that what? Check. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, so do you much. need to be making $30,000 for helping someone buy a house? Like, I'm not trying. No offense, real estate agents. I'm not trying to belittle the amount of work. I did the work. It's so hard. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of liability. That's why. You could definitely get sued. So I think that's a big reason. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, that's a lot of money for... So when I buy a house, I'm literally giving my real estate agent 30 grand. Um, if, no. If, no? You don't pay. So who's giving them the money? The seller. Well, the it's seller. like if you're buying a million dollar house, then yeah, 30 grand. But <laughs> um, So let's say we go and we're buying a house. Like you're buying a house and I'm mm-hmm. a real estate agent. And you find a house that's like $500,000. You don't pay me three percent the seller pays me three percent so it also sucks because this person is like losing three percent of their home to pay me the real estate agent for finding the buyer so it's buying a house is nice because like you literally get me to slave away for you and run the whole transaction smoothly no money comes out of your pocket for my services other than the the expenses you're spending on the house itself you spend on closing costs your closing costs have nothing to do with realtor fees this is stupid shit i hear all the time from people is like i'm paying three percent of realtor fees sabrina why aren't you answering your phone at 12 a.m i'm like um one i'm asleep two i have a life three you're not paying any realtor fees so i don't know who the hell told you that because the seller is paying me so stfu <laughs> literally so okay stupid. so how does a lender get paid Lender gets paid like a percentage um, from off the loan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the closing costs are literally like lenders' fees. So it's lender fees and escrow fees, and like the fees you pay like to like do your home inspection and stuff. So it's like typically like a percent to a percent and a half. But if you find a good lender, a lot of them will like help you cover the lenders' fees, or they'll, you know, I know a good lender that I could refer you to when you do want to buy a house. Right? Did you talk to? Oh no, your cousin or someone is a lender. Yeah, you friends, talk to them a friend's yeah. sister. Yeah, so some lenders are cool. Um, they'll cover some of your closing costs, but literally the real estate agent has nothing to do with your closing costs, and a lot of people think that, and that's it's so funny because I had this happen to me. Uh, I don't want to get into the subject because I think you know what I'm fucking talking about, but that one client, the last client I had who I actually shared this story with someone who ended up pulling the same shit on me, I thought was a friend but clearly is not um 
literally said the script of you're making this much money in realtor fees off my closing costs so you should cover this because this 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 and I was like wrong 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 I'm actually making like a thousand dollars off of dealing with your shitty personality for three months and how much you made me work and literally answering the phone at 12 a.m no other agent would do that for you I'm literally making no money the company is making money. I'm not. And that's just how it goes across the board in real estate. Also, you're not paying me. Literally, you're not paying me. Yeah. None of your closing costs come to me. Yeah. You're not paying me. Mr. and Mrs. Blank, who I've never met and I've never spoken to, they're paying me because I brought them you. Yes. You're fucking welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Mic so, drop. Mic drop. And so, like, the realtor, like, none of, you'll never have to pay a realtor. And I think once, like someone said this to me and I was like I'm sorry in the past did a realtor have you pay them because that's just like totally wrong illegal no not illegal I don't know if it's illegal but like if a real estate agent ever said to you and you were buying a house not selling obviously if you're selling you need to pay the real estate agent and the buyer's agent um but if I was like okay Emily I'm gonna charge you one percent for your services you'd be like um go to hell that's not how it works you're getting paid already like that's not and I think this is a lot of good information like I feel like we should make a whole podcast on how to buy a a home yeah Yeah. and the steps and everything just because you have so much knowledge you need to tell the people that's the thing too is I feel like it's so wasted I learned so much and I picked up so much knowledge from this that I want to share it I just hate it so much that I like it's going to But you could literally, you could still help somebody buy a house, a friend or family member that you love and and respect and they respect you. You could still help them buy a home, right? Yeah. I still have my license and I renewed it. Um, After I quit, after I completely quit, I still paid like the three grand to renew my license Mm -hmm. um, because I did want to help family. I did want to help friends. Close close friends who don't backstab me and (laughs) not you karen from far far away (laughs) and um (laughs) i have to cut that out and uh and myself so i said the other day i was like i'm sorry i don't mean to be this person but i don't trust any real estate agent besides myself like i'm the only real estate agent i trust okay so literally i'm not gonna see anyone else but you (laughs) i mean if i'm i haven't met you know good ones to be honest like I mean I thought I knew some good ones and then I just like I don't know it's maybe they're all the same you all you have to have a certain personality to be that type of I don't vibe with that personality that's probably it yeah you just don't vibe good okay I just really don't Don't vibe vibe. yeah just like we were talking about in our last episode just like you're not my type (laughs) yeah like you're just not my type I even remember so my mom she was like I would rather help someone I love for free just because I have the knowledge. Yeah. Right? Because I've already worked for people I couldn't stand for free. Yeah. So, of course, I would do it for someone for my friends and family. So, I... And especially for me, like, it's going to help me down the road when I want to buy or sell a house. I'm 6% 6 ahead of everybody. So, I'm going to be saving myself money when I want to invest in real estate. Um by just having my real estate license and example like my mom my own mother when we were talking about she was telling me to get my real estate license in california uh-huh. and um she was like yeah when we sell our house if we sell our house or buy a house like we can pay you and i was like what 
you're my mom like of course it wouldn't make you charge you Mm -hmm. like why do people do but a lot of people do that I was like I would literally never my uncle he's building like a multi-million dollar like condominium whatever and um my mom's getting all excited because she's like oh my god Sabrina get your California's license you could sell them all and I was like I literally wouldn't charge my own uncle like why yeah I, I just well if he was gonna charge anyone anyways maybe you could do it for half the price <laughs> i mean that's i know him like he would probably just like pay me anyway but i'd be like no i'm not gonna charge you the heck it's just not in my personality yeah i don't know it's just my personality i don't like see this is the thing about running my own business that i'm afraid of is i yeah. feel like i'm just gonna buy all this inventory and like give it all for free away to friends Oof. See, that's the hard part. I don't know how you could do that. Like, I literally already have a list of friends that I'm going to give free products to. And I looked at that list and I was like, oh, shit, that's like $1,000 worth of product. (laughs) But if they were your real friends, they would buy it. I know. That's true. To support. A lot of my friends. Can I just say, (laughs) if you're Sabrina's friend and she's coming out with a product, just buy it. Just buy it. Just buy it. I don't know. You it's can give them free shit down the line in two years oh, yeah, when you're making the true. big bucks. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> so to all my friends, when I launch these companies, if you don't get free products, I I literally love you to death. It's only because I'm poor. I need to make money first before I can literally give away free stuff. Yeah. But knowing me, I'll probably still go into debt just giving my friends free stuff. Oh, don't do it. It's really hot in here. Okay. Um, okay. Anyways, think, that was great. Yeah. Do you need to say anything in closing? Um. Yeah. I guess it's important to say. Um. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that are like, either like, yeah, girl, go, girl, or like, oh my god, spring, oh my god, I'm like having a panic attack. Let me just remind you in my ASMR voice that we all have our own life. Okay. Um. You have your life. Mm-hmm. I have mine. Mm-hmm. You have experiences. Mm-hmm. I have mine. You have the right to share your experiences as long as it doesn't harm anyone. Mm-hmm. I too have the right to share my experiences as long as it doesn't harm anyone. That's very so important. So that's where we are. That's very important. I have every right to live my life the way I want it, and you have every right to not like how I do it. Thank you, Mary Needham, my therapist, who shared that quote with me. And that's what I want to end it on because this will come off, this whole podcast can come off very negative to some people and very informative to some people. Informative. Very girl power to some people and very like, oh my God, what a hater to some people. Um, This is just my own life experience. We all have different ones. So that was mine. I don't mean, I don't like, and if anybody knows me, I'm literally... So a nice. heaven sent angel. No, that's not true. But thank you. I just I have a lot of lot of lot of lot of love in my heart. So it takes a lot for me to feel fired up about a subject. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that off non credible experiences. Like I wouldn't just come out here and share something. Lie. Yeah, I wouldn't come out here and lie no. about something that like genuinely, literally almost ruined my life yeah. completely. Uh-huh. Had I not been strong enough with the support system I had uh-huh. to get out of that situation, I don't know where I would be today mentally, which is very scary. Very. Um, so everything I say, I have a lot of love in my heart. Um, I honestly just don't have the energy. I'm always exhausted and tired to hate anybody. 
but um, there are people that have really, really done a good deal of damage to my trust mm-hmm. and my loyalty, mm-hmm. and that's why I am where I am. And maybe we'll will maybe I can just put my knowledge from what I've experienced to an episode where we teach people how to buy a house, because I feel like a lot of young people that want to buy a house have a lot of questions. This yeah. like a YouTube video, too. Yeah, yeah. Could do it at the same time. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh my god, I love that. Love that for us. Sabrina YouTube featuring OK Mary podcast <gasps> How to Buy a Home. I love Ning to dance the beats. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, how to buy a house coming soon. And just keep the good vibes, good love, heart, and you have nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. And that's all from us this Tuesday. We will see you next week. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye. Bye.